We'll get to X Factors when I decide. Listen here. Listen I'll do here. We get again. to X Factors. Listen here. I'll yeah. do it again. Right now, let's get to X Factors. You look scary. Okay, so no, it's it's we. You know, look, we're we're two two days out from this, and we've seen. First off, I want to know where you guys were. Like when you looked at the props market this week, when everything started to roll out, were you uh getting on some of them early and then maybe bet unders later? Were you a wait and see? Where where did you both go when it comes to just just props alone? I waited. I yeah, I can't. So did I. Here's the reason that I wait, and and maybe it's dumb of me, but I have to really break things down in my mm-hmm. head, and I don't have enough time to sit and dissect every matchup on Monday or Tuesday when yep. the lines and the props come out. I feel most comfortable with where, where it is now. And if the line has gone up, and I'll look at that too, and if the line has gone up so so a certain amount where I no longer want to take it, I'm, I'm fine staying away. Um, but usually what I'll do in that circumstance is just do a one-game parlay and then change it back to either the original line or slightly under what the minus 110 line is yep. at the moment and maybe feel like I can get a little bit of value there. And I've made money doing that. So, And plus, I feel uncomfortable, and I'm not like Ryan is, but I, I feel uncomfortable taking everything a week early and then still having to have bets and really depleting my bankroll for the week right. or for that time period and then still having it. I still play spits on the NBA and on college. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's not the smartest way to do it, but that's how I do it. I think it just depends too, because there's also uh, the possibility of, of injuries and more news coming out. I'd rather yeah. kind of get a bigger picture of what's going to happen in the game with individual yeah. players. Like especially. maybe I would have taken Patrick Mahomes under passing yeah. yards when it first came out. And now he's exactly. been a full participant two days in a row. Yeah. And now I'm screwed because the line, um, I have an under 275 and now it's all the way up to 285 what do i do now right and that's that's why i generally wait a lot of them don't come out you get more as the week goes on too like i'm still waiting on some debo samuel that i want to jump on but that's i'm i need the i need the receiving yards and the rushing yards to come together in a nice little package for me so i can bet the over on that but yeah I, i i i've stayed away from a lot of them until really the last day and a half is when I really started getting in on it. But you you kind of did the same thing, didn't you? Yeah, usually with the props, like if I want to play an over, I'll try to play those right away. So that's what I did with right. McKinnon, and those rushing yards have already went up. And I actually went under on Pacheco because I figured that would go down. It opened at 50 and a half, and it already has went down. Uh, now I can see him going over 45 right. and a half, 46, wherever he closes at. And then uh, Samaje Pirine, over two and a half receptions, was one I wanted right away just because I figured that's probably going to go up. Kind of the same thinking as the McKinnon angle, too, where – you have an offensive line that's all beat up for Cincinnati. Uh, he's a better he's better in pass pro. Joe Mixon's obviously the better back. And also, P. Ryan's kind of became the third down back, and he's the receiving back. So I'd go under on Mixon receptions and over on P. Ryan. So the, just like certain things I want to play right away. And, of course, the Brock Purdy interception was the first play that I have and the biggest this weekend. Played that multiple times. I was waiting for that. Didn't get it until Wednesday. Had to. Stay up all night Monday, all night Tuesday, waiting for that thing. Joe Mixon's interesting to me. Yeah. Like, if you want to talk about X factors for the Bengals, 58 and a half rushing yards, at minus 105 anytime touchdown. I think we, we expected that to be kind of where that is, just, yeah. just given the circumstances there. But if they get Joe Mixon involved, you know, even if it's just a little bit early in that game, yeah. because there's so much attention on Jamar Chase, there's so much on T. Higgins, and it'll be Hayden Hurst. It's going to be that whole, they got so many weapons offensively, Joe Mixon, I feel like, gets kind of forgotten at times. And he can He's also catch... Beast. He And look, he, yeah. he can catch balls out of the backfield. He can go and get you yards on the ground. There, there's a lot there where I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Mixon gets more looks that He's not being talked about at all this week. It's all about every other receiver that the Bengals have. Yeah, and I think that's right. And we talk about just how 
and, and we talked a little bit about with this out with Alex Gold, or at least I alluded to it. Uh, is that the Bengals O line versus Chris Jones is just a really interesting matchup to mm-hmm. me, right? Last matchup in the regular season between them, they went one-on-one with Chris Jones in their own territory and drew up a ton of plays for Joe Burrow where he knew he had to get the ball out as quickly as possible. They had a bunch of checkdowns, a bunch of screen passes, run plays. And then once they got into Kansas City territory, that's when they mixed up and disguised when they double-teamed Chris Jones, right? Different slide protections, like at the very last minute, making it look like Chris Jones was going to be free and he had a one-on-one opportunity to get after Joe Burrow. And then he didn't, right? Kind of like played the okey-doke with them. So even with this banged-up offensive line, when they are in their own territory, I could see a lot of balls being tossed to Joe Mixon in that spot, right? Yeah, I don't know what to do with Hayden Hurst because I saw uh, our guy uh, John Ewing from BetMGM even tweeted this out that 99% of the bets, which I always get a kick out of that, 99% of the bets on his uh, receptions over three and a half and it's juice, and they just ruled him in. He's been dealing with an injury as well. I might go under on Hayden Hurst. It's scary because Joe Burrow is going to have to get rid of the ball quickly, and he's going to be right there in the middle of the field. But I might end up going under just because I don't know how healthy he's going to be in this game. And I think T. Higgins is going to eat. I like his receptions over. Yeah. I know it's chalky and everybody's going to be on Jamar, but I think I'm going to go back to Jamar. I I like the anytime touchdown for Jamar and T. Higgins because he's the better red zone weapon, obviously, because he's big, tall, strong. It's going to be a great game. Can't wait to watch this. Jamar chases, again, it's six and a half receptions. I don't care. I mean, he no. He went under it last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went under it last week. I like the yardage probably more than the receptions. You like the yards better for him? Yeah, I think I do. Over the yeah to grab seven balls. Yeah, exactly. Man, I don't know. What is it? Seventy. I'm just looking at it right now. You talking about Jamar Chase? Yeah, Jamar Chase. Oh yeah, it's uh eighty three and a half receptions minus one hundred five anytime touchdown. Yeah, I still like that. I mean, you're talking about somebody who's averaging you know, over 150 yards receiving. And I know it's there's a high variance there, right? He had that huge game where he had over 200 receiving yards, one game of 54 and another one of like 97. So you're talking about a very high variance between those three outcomes that you would, uh, you know, uh, like uh, average out, excuse me. So I still like that number. I think he will be targeted often. I, so I saw there's a one-game parlay that BetMGM has. Jamar Chase, eight plus reception. So it's a big number, but if you if you if you take out last week, nine, eight, eight, seven. Yeah. So that I mean, for the most yeah. part, he's gone over that six and a half. Sure. But again, you're talking eight for this one. Hundred yards receiving, and the Bengals win at plus five twenty five. I like that. Yeah. Also, Kansas City allows a ton of uh, yards after the catch yep. in the middle of the of the field. They're actually twelfth at that. Um, so I mean, they're they're the worst y- uh, yard after the catch in the rest of the teams left in the playoffs. They guard the worst. It's been a while though since Jamar Chase has had 100 yards receiving. Yeah, it's it, it was December 11th against Cleveland. He had 119 yards on 10 catches. He's gone seven, eight, eight, and then what? The playoff nine yeah. receptions and then five. But he hasn't topped more than 86 yards the last game of the regular season against Cincinnati. Right. So it actually has been a while. But you know, this kind of goes to too. There, there's a lot of weapons on that Cincinnati offense. T. Higgins would be a w- number one on oh, probably any of the 75% teams. of the teams yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. for so, sure. So you 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 do take away some of those, like they're going to throw the ball a ton, but I do worry in some ways, though, that, that Cincinnati's going to be so focused on somebody like Jamar Chase that you may, like eight is a lot. I like that. I like that. But it's six and a half, right? 
Well, yeah, yeah, I'm saying, yeah. but for that for that one game oh, parlay, yeah, 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 for the sure. six and a half I like. The eight yeah. is a little. There's a big difference between six and a half and eight. For you know sure, who I kind of like in this game that nobody's talking about for some reason, and I know that the Chiefs, you know, have kind of switched some things up and they've been defending slot receivers pretty well. But Tyler I kind of like Tyler Boyd, yeah. three and a half receptions plus one fifteen. It's plus money. It's minus one fifty five to the under. I don't hate that. I mean. Jamar is going to take, he's going to have a bunch of attention on him. He might get double teamed in this game, although can you double team him with T. Higgins on the other side? But four receptions, I kind of like that for plus money. And I think he's probably a number two, number three on any other team, and nobody even talks about him. Yeah, Boyd he had uh, the last game against the Chiefs, he had four receptions, uh, six targets. So, And you're talking about in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. There you go. I, I actually like that. I'm going to play that, uh, plus money. I, did, I, I like that, yeah. I did actually build a parlay. Joe Burrow, two-plus touchdowns. Chase, just 70 or more receiving yards. T. Higgins, 40 or more. Now, it's only two plus 200, so it's not like a huge return, but getting those lower numbers and still getting it at 2-1 to one is still is pretty solid. And that allows for a little bit of that, you know, if the ball's getting spread a little bit more, Hayden Hurst catches a couple balls early because Burrow's got to get the ball out quick. And, you know, Chase doesn't get, a, you know, again, the guy hasn't had a 1,000 or 100 yards in a game going back a, a month and a half. So... It might be good with them to kind of build your own and look at some of the lower numbers that. and give a little, get a little bit more of just that. Like, yes, you're going to sacrifice a return if it hits, but I'd rather get 50% of what the big number was versus zero. If I, you know, Jamar Chase comes in at seven catches and 85 or 82 yards and he comes just under that 83 and a half. Like that's, we're right on the cusp there where it might be good to just kind of build a couple of small parlays that way with some lower numbers. Yeah, I agree. I like I like those alternate prop numbers. Yeah. I've actually started doing more and more of those. And I think that's what got me out of the parlay curse that I had to deal with. So just go with the, the alternate key. props. Yeah. I like yeah. Those. The alternate props is is it can be very, very helpful. Um yeah, and look, and Cincinnati, I mean, Travis Kelsey's the thing, the guy that everybody's gonna be paying attention to, right? Like I I think we know that. I don't I mean, fourteen catches for ninety eight yards and two touchdowns in the playoffs. We know that's like so he's, so it was what, seven and a half. So his receiving prop, seven and a half. 78 and a half yards receiving, minus 110 for an anytime touchdown. I, I think he just goes over all of that. Like, I know Alex Gold earlier said, and he's, you know, the little back thing. I don't believe it for a second. It's yeah. probably something. Yeah, to, no like, listen, you know what? My back kind of hurts right now, too, okay? Yeah, what yeah. I'm sure about? that's what it is. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's like we got to put it out there, and then maybe that'll it'll throw the Bengals off the scent just a little bit. And then Travis Kelsey goes out there and has 100 yards at 12 catches and two touchdowns, just blows up against them. If yeah. he's a full participant, I really don't. Don't care. I agree. Any, you know what I mean? Don't tell me somebody has an injury if they're a full participant. That's At that point, you're just sore. Yeah. I'm looking at Tyler Boyd in that AFC championship game. So he did have the receceptions. That would have hit. Only 19 yards, though. Yeah. Uh, so I like the receptions over the so yards. So do I. Yeah. And the yardage number actually is 34 and a half, and it's juice minus 120. I'm not going to take it because it's a scary thing, but I would actually lean the under in terms of yards. You go under with them? But I like the receptions more. Yeah, over. I do like that for yeah. plus money. I mm-hmm. like that because, like, going back really quickly, you know, talking about just the X factor, I almost feel like, and I just said I'd take Jamar over six and a half receptions, which I haven't done yet. I think the better bet might actually be Joe Mixon, as crazy as this sounds, over 58 and a half rushing yards. Because, like, last year when they saw Kansas City, they weren't really running the same offense. It was like all under center and they were kind of able to contain Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon's going to be able to run for at least 65, 70 yards mm-hmm. in this game. 58 and a half seems a little short. Well, he had 100 yards Kansas last City. last last yeah. time out. Yeah, and I mean, especially... And 20 carries. See, that's the key is you didn't see right. him go anywhere near 20 carries for a while. I feel like with the beat-up offensive line, it's not just, hey, Joe Burrow needs to get rid of the ball quickly. Like, Kansas City's going to know that coming into this matchup. Uh, Spags is going to know that. They're going to play, obviously, like press coverage, blitz the hell out of Mahomes, or, or uh, sorry, blitz the hell out of uh, Burrow. 
I think that we might uh, get like 15 to 20 carries for Mixon in this game. He had 11 against Baltimore and 11 against Baltimore in the regular season. He had 21 carries in that AFC it, championship. It, well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like with a beat up offensive yeah. line, you know what I mean? Like especially because that doesn't really affect your run blocking. They were yeah. able to run block in that game. Cincinnati, they played really good, the offensive yeah, line, did. for missing three starters. So I think they might run the ball again here against Kansas City. I They'll, like that. I agree. I also really, really like, sorry to cut you off, Nick, is, no, is Joe Burrow rushing yards. The number 17 and a half is juice minus 120. Uh, he he just scampers and scrambles against this Chiefs team. He's had multiple runs of 10 yards or more in the three matchups against the Chiefs. What did he have? He had, what, 25 yards rushing on five carries in the AFC Championship last game. I think that they are going to dial up pressure like uh, Alex Gold said. And if they do, I think Joe uses his leg some. I, I'm looking back on his carries. I mean, it has been since November November 6th against Carolina when Mixon had 22 carries for 153 yards. It went to 7, then 14, 11, 16. So when he gets the opportunities, he puts up those numbers. Yep. So, sure. I, yeah, I'm, I think I'm more in. I have not taken any Joe Mixon props, but I had it on my list of ones to still consider. I think I'll probably take the over on his. Probably the, what, what is it? What is his attempts? Did you guys, I don't think I saw that. Uh, it was, I think, 13 and a half. 13 and a half? It may have went up, though, since last night. Okay. Probably yeah. 14 and a half. Doesn't yeah. look like it's up closes. anymore. Yeah, it They've might. It okay. down. Oh, it, yeah, that's not up anymore. That's why I didn't see it, because I was scrolling through earlier and didn't see it. See, that's the other problem. Some stuff's come back down, and I'm curious to see what it looks like once it's back up on the board again. If you wanted to take 20 attempts, because the actual just minus 120 or minus 110 prop is not up, but if you, for some reason, were very bullish on Joe Mixon getting 20 or more attempts, that's actually plus 400. That's plus a big number, though. Plus 400 for 20-plus attempts. I mean, he did it last week, but I just... And he I don't did know if he can handle it again. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Know. Better but there's a reason why it's 4-1. to one. Yep, there's a reason that, why. That's yep. the reason. 21, so. 21 attempts against the AFC Championship game, but that did go to overtime. So yeah. remember that. I'll say this. We have two great matchups. Like Some of the It's best. really like there's, this isn't one of those ones where you go like, oh, God, how did this team get this far? I mean, it is really, to me, it's the two best teams in the NFC and the two best teams in the AFC. The teams that deserved it got to this point for this weekend. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's why the point spreads are where they are. And, yep. like, the Super Bowl odds are where they are. Uh, I mean, I can't wait. You can make the case, really, for all four of these teams. It wouldn't shock me if San Francisco pulled off the slight upset. wouldn't shock me if the Eagles yep. blew them out. Actually, any could, blowout, a blowout would shock me because these same. teams are so evenly matched. But you could justify why all four teams could win. Right. And all four yeah. teams could win the whole thing. Yeah. It's the first time in over 45 years no team has 2-1 to one or shorter title odds. Like, God, it's, it's just crazy. so compact right now. There's no, there's no true favorite. Yeah, maybe. That's the thing about the NFL, man. You just like can't build dynasties, which makes what Brady and the Patriots did so crazy, uh, dude. Listen, you love them or hate them, you got to respect what they built. That's for sure.